Creepos, welcome to the worst contest on the internet, a show about creeps, by creeps, for you creeps. It's the Creep Off, my name is Vinny Paulino, welcome to this last edition before our country burns itself to the ground. My co-host over here, ladies and gentlemen, please say hi to Hot Carla. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? You shot out of the cannon today. I'm telling you, it's nice to see you, you corner-cutting motherfucker. It's nice to have you back. (laughs) I'm glad I could spend this last day of the Republic with you. Ah, same here, Vinny. Even though this is kind of a sad day for me, I don't think we need to pull any punches. Let's talk about the scoring from last week, shall we? Oh, yeah, let's definitely talk about that. How did we do? I mean, you brought in a creep. That you weren't even sold on. That's true. I did kind of halfway <laughs> give up in the middle of my presentation. You did. And it was. Re- I felt bad, actually, because I was goofing on it, and you just gave up. I was like, man, he's right. But my creep is bad. My creep is as good as his. Uh, I so, can always figure out when someone's insecure about something they're talking about. It's one of the s- special gifts that I have. Yeah, you really are a treasure. <laughs> A treasure of a boy. You know, oh. I have my finger over the USA USA chat. I'm just waiting for you to announce the uh, percentages of the votes from last week. All right, fine. With 64% of the vote, Carl fucking won. <laughs> Carl's back on the winning track. I don't care. I don't care. My jokes don't go over. I don't care. That's right. I don't care. Uh, I, I doubt Fine, it. Fine. It's 2-2. Two, two. I doubt it. It's tied 2-2. Two to two. And so uh, we are now neck and neck for the next spinning of the wheel of consequences. Whoever yeah. gets to five first does not have to spin the wheel. Shit is getting real today, folks. And uh, I believe, Carl, you said you were going to debut another track from your Nick Bait cover album today. Yes. We're just, we're just going to let them come out uh, a few at a time here. We got one more song to check out today before the uh, entire album is finally completed and ready. Before we actually start this week's Creep Off competition, I want to take a second and just revisit our Wheel of Consequences, because you and I agreed on a new consequence this weekend. Yes, remind me. Oh, it's <laughs> truly the most awful thing I th- I've ever thought of, and it actually gave me like, ugh, and I hesitated texting you with this. Okay. But uh, the consequence is, the loser has to actually do something legitimately kind for their co-host. <laughs> wow. Can you give me an example of what that might entail? I don't even know how to yeah. be kind. I have no fucking clue. I know. I, I was racking my brain on that one. I'm like, what would I do for Vinny? I'm not even sure. Babysit the dogs or something? I don't, I don't know. know. Just get some wrestler to send me a cameo. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's a that's a good oh, example. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, that's a really hard one. And that's a terrible consequence. I would hate to accidentally or on purpose make you happy. <laughs> you need to do it accidentally. <laughs> I would be very upset. I would be very upset. Oh, boy. If you were to be happy. I like that, though. What's that replacing? Can that replace the stupid mayonnaise thing? Yes. Gone. All right. Thank yes. you. Yes. That's so Fine. dumb. But actually, no, that one, at least we could videotape. It could be content for the show. The Eating at uh, Tom Meyer's restaurant in Baltimore or driving to Gary Indiana, those are the two worst consequences What fucking there. year is this that you don't realize you could take a camera with you to do both of those things, Pop Pop? You want to watch me eat Mexican food. I want to watch you, you <laughs> fucking walk in and have Tom Meyer's walk you to your table. All right. And have you go, hey, Tom, how you doing? My name is Carl. I would I'm, love to watch that. You know, I'm starting to think that that Tom Myers guy is not all there. Huh. I'm starting to think that he might ha- be have some mental illness. Do you think it might perhaps. have anything to do with the obsession with Children's Little League? It might, yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot of creepiness going on right there. I like both of those. I think driving to Gary, Indiana is great because there's a 50-50 shot if you make it out alive coming back. That's a real consequence. Can I just play Russian roulette instead? If you're just trying to get me killed, can we do it a different way that doesn't take up so much gas? (laughs) Gas is the problem. Gas is the problem there. I'm going to go ahead and say that is officially added to the wheel. So, Carl, if you want to hit the bell, you're going first day for this week's Creep Off competition. That's right, Vinny. And we picked another theme this week. You put a poll out on Twitter and let people vote on it. And what do we end up with? We've generally focused on guys. I feel like guys are always the creeps. Yeah. So this week, we decided to give a poll with a theme. All of our theme was very simple. Ooh, it's the lady. That's right. We went for the ladies this week. And creepiest lady cop. Yes, lady. Is the winner. Female police officer. Vinny and I had to find the creepiest ones. So I will start off with a woman named Amber Geiger, and I picked Amber. Okay. I picked Amber for this. You blazy, go ahead. For this reason. Well, holy shit, I haven't even explained who she is, and you're already calling me out. Of course you do. I want to take you now to Dallas, Texas, where former Dallas police officer Amber Geiger has been found guilty of murder. She is the Dallas police officer who killed a man named Botham Jean in his own home. He was unarmed. She killed, she's a white woman. She killed an unarmed black man who was just sitting in his apartment. Pretty creepy behavior, I would imagine, right, Vinny? No, I would say reckless. Let's get a little bit more of the, all right, well, then it's the reckless off, whatever. I'll change it's the, not the reckless I'll off. I'll change the, the name off. of the podcast just so I can win this. Well, we week. have a 50 50 vote on that, and uh, I vote no. <laughs> that's, that's true. All right, here's a, a better summary of what took place here. Let's flash backwards about a year. September 6, 2018, Amber Geiger has just come off work. It's a Thursday. She's going to what she thinks is her apartment at the Southside Flats here in Dallas County, just really a few blocks away from Dallas Police Headquarters. Um, And she thinks she's going to her third floor apartment. Turns out she's actually going to her fourth floor apartment. She tries to put the key in her door. She sees it slightly open. Here's a commotion inside, pulls her service pistol, She's, she told the jury that she told uh, this shadowy figure she saw in the background, let me see your hands, let me see your hands. That was Botham Jean, a 26-year-old from St. Lucia, worked for Price Waterhouse Cooper. He was an accountant. He, he said, hey, 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 and that's when two shots were fired. Botham Jean was sitting in his apartment watching Thursday night football and eating ice cream. This lunatic... I'm not going to lie, that sounds like the way I want to go. <laughs> this lunatic... I'd want to know if I at least won my bet first. Can I at least after the fourth quarter? You with the gambling. You might have a problem. I might have a problem. This lunatic walks into the wrong apartment, assumes that it's hers, sees a guy watching television, and decides she needs to shoot him. And what she's saying is that she thought she was in her apartment and that there was a burglar in there. And so she had the right to shoot someone who was trespassing. Now, Vinny, I don't know how police are trained down in Dallas. But I have a pretty good idea. It's I a lot like a Yosemite Sam cartoon. <laughs> I can't imagine that it makes any sense. You have an unarmed man watching television and you mistake that person for being a intruder in your home. Have you ever walked into the wrong house or the wrong apartment? Wouldn't you recognize that immediately that you're in the wrong place? I was supposed to get a ride with a buddy once. Yeah. And I went to out to the parking lot to go to his red Jeep to jump in. We were going to leave. Okay. I opened up the door. 
and there is a dude getting a blowjob <laughs> in the front seat of the car. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is the wrong car. <laughs> I the, got in the wrong car. Wrong red Jeep. So, right, Vinny, there are certain clues that you would pick up on that you would recognize that that's not where you should be at that time. Correct. And how this woman did not figure I it mean, out. I mean, there was no Monday Night Football or ice cream, but I knew I was in the wrong place. So she didn't know that it wasn't her place. She shot at this guy, uh, killed him. Uh, was convicted of murder. She's doing 10 years now. And um, once she shot the guy, now she is a police officer. She sure. realizes that she fucked up. This and she was not, like, Billy of a pickle. <laughs> yes. She's like, well, this is not my place. So you would think that she would do everything she can to try to save this man's life. The prosecution was noting how Amber Geiger, who was carrying a first aid kit, who was trained in CPR, uh, basically did a few moments of one-handed compressions of CPR and then left to go outside to find out what apartment she was at when she realized she was not in her apartment. They're saying she should have done more. She had combat gauze in her bag that was not opened at all. The prosecution held that up for the jury saying, you're carrying this, you did nothing. Why, Benny, would she do nothing to try to save this man's life that she just shot? Well, the answer is she was sexting with her boyfriend, a fellow police officer, and she'd worked a long shift that day. So you're saying that she was just, even after shooting a man, so horned up, she had to go back to her sexting conversation immediately? Kind of. Like, baby, you ne you never know what just happened. <laughs> I get I so, so horny when I shoot people. This isn't the first person she shot, by the way. Oh. There was somebody else during a, a traffic stop. Uh, where she was patrolling. Yeah, she was in the wrong city, though. It was amazing. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought she it was, was in Dallas. Fort oh, this is Fort Worth? Oh, <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> Fort Worth, you're giving her too much credit. Just this is Atlanta. So let's figure out why she was so preoccupied that she couldn't try to save this man. Prosecutors say that at the time of the shooting, Amber Geiger was preoccupied talking and texting with a partner who she was romantically involved with. And the jury got a preview of some of those sexually explicit messages. So she was texting with this guy. Uh, she texted, super horny today. He texts back, me too. At 10.02 p.m. It was hashtag me too. He was going to report her. At 10.02 p.m. She is just gotten home. She's going to walk to her apartment. She texts him and says, I need you, hurry. Two minutes later, after shooting someone, she texts, I fucked up. That's so, not creepy. That's somebody who's like, hey. Vinny, there's somebody bleeding to death that she had just shot, and she's texting her boyfriend about it. Well. Not for nothing, but maybe she should be performing CPR or trying to help the person out. You see, she already had hit the limit of her police training at this point, discharging the firearm. Right, right. After that, we don't know what to do after right, that. After that, we're just like, don't, <laughs> hey, isn't this supposed to be like paramedics here or something? So I just, this is the last clip that I have on here. I just thought it was funny because of the way they describe her testimony during this court hearing. Yeah, the uh, one of the prosecutors uh, described uh, Amber Geiger's testimony as garbage, uh, saying, uh, in fact, that it was absurd for a trained police officer, someone, it's one thing for you or I who may not be trained uh, to observe our surroundings mm -hmm. in great detail, the way a trained police officer, and she wasn't a rookie, um, was to be trained. So the prosecutor saying that she missed numerous signs that you just pointed out, Omar, um, in the complex, number one being that she was on a floor higher than her own apartment. The other 
here was that there was a welcome mm-hmm. mat, the red welcome mat that you pointed to um, mm-hmm. that she did not have on her floor. So I just think it's funny that they described it as garbage. That's how I would describe have it. Have people ever heard the term too horny to think straight? Seriously, because they keep saying there's this red welcome mat out in front of the place, so she should have known. How about the fact that none of the furniture there belongs to her? How about that? How about the fact that the TV's in a different spot? Did the key work? Did the fucking key work, um, lady? That, that's an interesting thing. So the door was open, and that's because this apartment complex, they had an issue with the lock. So the guy wasn't able to lock his door. So that's kind of fucked up that that happened. Seems like a great place. This poor guy is 26-year-old accountant just eating ice cream, watching the football game. And the last a, thing he counted on. Happy as a pig and shit. Was his lock not working. And uh, now the police say, hey, watch out, black man. Now the police come to you. You don't have to go to them. All right, so that's my creep, Amber Geiger. Wow, Carl, that's your creep. Yep. You did a lot of digging. Did a lot of digging on that Because one. when I, I remember when I Googled, like, female police officer arrested, uh-huh. the very first story that came up. <laughs> it actually auto-filled for yeah. me. <laughs> it's just, this isn't about how much research you do. It's about the argument that you make. What All do right. you got? What do you got, Vinny? My creep's name is Stephanie Lazarus. Officer right. Stephanie Lazarus. Now... She has an interesting career because she was a uh, female police officer for the LAPD, uh, started in the 80s, all the way up to about 2010. So she's LAPD has uh, bad officers in it now? They didn't have a lot of like lady cops. So she yeah. was like one of the dare cops. You know what I'm talking about? Dare. Yep. Do you remember that when you I were do. a kid? It's when they showed you how to do drugs. Right. They're it's like, this important. is a marijuana pipe. Yep. If you ever see one of these and there's green stuff in it and you see people lighting it, yeah. don't do that. And then they go, this is how you inhale. All right. <laughs> now, everyone, practice. we're going to pass this around the class. <laughs> yeah. Two puffs, then give it to the neighbor to the right. Mm-hmm. Now, she was like the drug abuse resistance officer. She did that. She went to schools and talked to kids. She was the treasurer for the Los Angeles Women's Police Officer Association. Uh, for over 20 years on the force, she'd been, uh, she'd been there for 20 years. They promoted her to the lead detective in the art theft detail. So she was like in charge of trying to find art forgeries, stolen artwork. Oh, like that's like some that's serious a specialty. Wow, right? That's like some serious police work. And she was just the lady who was like had puppets and shit, telling kids don't do drugs. And they're just like, you know, we're going to put you. In so charge. you're saying she didn't deserve the promotion, Vinny? Now who's the massage? I'm not saying that. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, if a she man had, had gotten that job, they just would have congratulated him on his promotion. No, but I'm a woman saying, gets it, and she's unqualified. I'm saying quite the opposite. Okay. I'm thinking that the cops are like, we don't want to go to the school. Send the check. They didn't want to go do the drug. So you're the dare saying thing. that she was uh, actually underemployed for most of her yeah. career. Because let me tell you what okay. she did, Carl. Let All me right. tell you one thing that tells me how good she was. She got away with murder for over 20 years. Nice. Here's the story. Before she joined the police force, she's in college and she met this guy named John Rutten. They were in the same dorm. Johnny Rutten from the Sex Pistols? Not him. Oh, okay. Not him. Guy's a little cleaner, actually. This guy got into software engineering. She became a cop. Then on again. Off again thing. They used to basically be fuck buddies. Okay. That's the relationship. Fuck buddies. They get out of college. They're still kind of fuck buddies. John meets and starts dating this girl named Sherry, who's a nurse. And Sherry is a wonderful lady, according to everybody that knew her. They loved her. Her and John get engaged. 
is Sherry hotter than Stephanie? Because this yeah. is very important. Oh, okay. Yeah. She, Stephanie's got like a... I'm going to show you some video of Stephanie in a minute. Okay. Uh, Stephanie's got a Trudy Weigel thing going on. If you're a Reno 911 fan. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. She, she's got like the mousy cop thing going on. Okay. Gotcha. Crazy fucking eyes, this Stephanie. You'll see in a minute. But Sherry realizes that her husband is still fucking hanging out with this lady. Like, this lady's still just a friend, and she's still coming around. And according to stuff that came out later, even after he was engaged, he was still fucking her. Okay. He was still fucking Stephanie. So, that leads us to... I just can't quit you! Oh, don't ever leave, because I find you. <laughs> she's one of those. Yeah. yeah. I believe the expression of that particular film was stage five clinger. Yeah. Well, how much of a clinger was she, Carl? On the evening of February 24, 1986, 29-year-old nurse Sherry Rasmussen was found by her husband lying dead on the living room floor. Her face was severely beaten and disfigured to the point that she was unrecognizable, and the injuries were consistent with being hit with a muzzle and butt plate of a gun. She also had three gunshot wounds to the chest that were disclosed as the official cause of death, with the medical examiner asserting that any one of the three bullets could have killed her. Perhaps the most disturbing discovery during the autopsy was that most of Sherry's injuries were inflicted upon her after she was killed, which was concluded due to the lack of hemorrhaging and inflammation of the injuries. This included most of the victim's facial injuries and even a bite mark on her left forearm. Even after Sherry had taken her last breath, the assailant was still inflicting an inconceivable amount of damage to her body. Yeah. You so, ain't pretty no more, toots. You think you're prettier than me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's so, awesome. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real revengeful type of murdering. I like that type. Y do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, So brutal. this guy comes home and finds his bride, his beautiful bride. Her face is beaten to a pulp. She can't recognize her, and her brand new BMW is missing. Her brand new BMW? Yeah, she had missing. a brand new BMW. Hmm. And the car was missing. They found it a couple days later, like two miles away from the house. To the so, victor go the spoils, I suppose. So, uh, according to... You won't be needing these car keys anymore, yoink! Correct. According to John, he told the cops that he was having this thing still with this other police officer. She, at the time, is a uniformed cop. Mm -hmm. So she's just a street patrol. I was having an affair with this girl. There were some other problems, Carl. According to uh, the father of Sherry, she had gone to the house and argued with Sherry because Stephanie had dropped off a pair of skis for John to wax for her. Okay. And Sherry was like, you're not waxing this lady's skis for her. What is going on? We're married. Stop hanging out with this girl. And that caused a little bit of a conflict. So Stephanie went over there and apparently in her uniform and yelled at Sherry. Then there was another incident. You're going to like this. Eight separate witnesses testified that Stephanie had confronted Sherry at the hospital she worked at, while the two of them were reportedly in an intimate relationship with John. The confrontation was said to have been highly aggressive, and Stephanie had to be escorted off the premises by security. Reports stated that Stephanie was by far the more combative, and even made threats against Sherry's life. threaten someone's life who you are going to murder eventually right it's a really bad idea now but when you're a cop when you're a cop you're a cop all the way from <laughs> your first beating of a suspect to your last dying day Vinny the musical the music man i'm excited today for this episode the situation goes like this john the husband says look at her the parents who have been talking to her about this woman and the shit that this woman's been giving her they said look at her and the cops you know what they say 
What do they say? Because uh, she's one of them. She didn't do nothing. Nice. Yeah. Got to take care of she your own. She didn't do nothing. Got to take care of your own, buddy. So, I like it. This bite that was mentioned in that clip, I know it was long. They did a DNA swab on it in 1986. They held on to it. They didn't have like the big database that they had later. Sure. This became a cold case. Nothing happened. Stephanie rises through the ranks of the police department. Then in 2009, they have a cold case unit now. And they start doing DNA samples of all this old evidence. And one thing popped out from this DNA swab. The police theory was that Sherry was murdered by people breaking into the house that stole the car. There were other robberies in the neighborhood. There was another robbery a few days after the murder where two Latin guys beat up a woman. Oh, blame it on the Latin guys. So the cops blamed it on the Latin guys and refused to listen to any other theories. Refused. The parents of Sherry said, we will pay for DNA testing. And the cops like, we don't know where the swabs went. We don't know any. Like the cops just blackballed everything. Yes. Until these people in the cold case unit ran the DNA and they discovered that the only person that this could come from was a woman. The saliva belonged to a woman. That's a thing in DNA that you can tell? Apparently so. So now the cold case cops are looking at this going, what the fuck? And they realize there's only one person in the notes that is mentioned that is a woman that uh, could have done this. And believe it or not, Carl... The art theft department was directly across the hall from the cold case department. Okay. So now they are investigating a woman who is literally in the next room. Makes it easy. Kind of convenient. Certainly you would think that it would. Yeah. So they decide to steal a coffee cup that she discarded and ran a DNA test on the coffee cup compared to the DNA from the case. Does she know they're doing this? No. No clue. I was just going to say, she she could just spit into a cup or something. No fucking clue. Identical. Okay. They know it's her. Okay. So what do they do? Arrest her and... They bring her in for an interrogation, Carl. Okay. And it is one of the most entertaining fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Because this woman is fucking the worst liar on the planet. Okay, good. I have prepared for you... Oh, I'm excited. ...some uh, some fun examples. Uh, This is the cops just starting to explain to her that her friends said you and her didn't get along. Well, one of the concerns I had is looking at some of the notes is... uh some of Sherry's friends said that you and her were having a problem (laughs) because of the John situation. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That is some terrible acting. (laughs) I I don't know. But like they start asking her questions like, did you ever meet her? Did you know her? Not really. I mean, I knew that he got married years ago. Uh Uh-uh. Did you ever meet her? God, I don't know. Um, oh, Jesus. You know who she was or anything? Well, I... Let me think. Oh, my God, she's a, a long cop. time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I may have met her. Um, right. So this is what we're doing. Now, here's Jesus the fun one. Christ. They should, asked her, she should know. These are terrible answers to these questions. They asked her about the BMW. They go, is there a car involved? Watch this, Carl. She does, like, an imitation of Fire Marshal Bill. Okay. Any other cars that stand out in your mind? She's <laughs> <laughs> flapping her lips around. Wow, she's very expressive. Shaking her head back and forth. She looks like a fucking victim of Joker gas. Yes. She looks completely wow. insane. So they're going out and they're like, hey, listen, by the way, 
there's uh, eight witnesses who say that you went to her work and threatened to murder her. That's why it's so stupid to go, I'm not sure if I met her or not. Right. You got a screaming match with her at work, you idiot. Right. Like, well, what do you know about her? You know, again, I I mean, what, you know, I don't understand why you're talking about some guy dated a million years ago. Well, do you know what happened to his wife? Yeah, I know she got killed. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't know why you're talking about this. Well, do you know that there's a cold case? Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, well there you go. I guess fill in the blanks there, dummy. So now keep in mind, this this lady's caught, Carl. Like yes. she, They already know it's her. Then they ask her, this is fun. They ask her, uh, would you take a DNA test? Would you take, let's take a DNA swab? You know, if we asked you for a, a DNA swab, would you be willing to give us one? Maybe. <laughs> Because now, 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 because now, now I'm thinking I probably need to talk to a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> now you are? <laughs> wow. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> Jesus Carl, Christ. This woman represented the LAPD to the community. She was on an episode of Family Feud, Carl. Oh, was she really? She Did was you on that? Epi- uh, there's no clips of her uh, on the show. I found a still of her on it. Okay. But it was actually... Um, Oh, what was the creepy guy who used to kiss everybody who was the host? Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson's last episode, believe it or no not. No shit. This crazy bitch was on the panel representing the LAPD versus the LA Fire Department. Wow. So she got to make yeah. out with Richard Dawson. It's too bad his saliva didn't end up on uh, the victim. It was Richard Dawson. <laughs> Can you imagine? She's like, no, I just kissed everybody in town. It wasn't me. Yeah. I also like this clip. I like how she gets a little sassy here. If you guys are claiming that I'm a suspect, then, you know, I, I got a problem with, you know, with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're claiming you're a suspect, idiot. I just stepped in a big pile of sassy. <laughs> she fucking sucks this lady, and she's creepy as hell. Just watching her. She got away with this for 20-some-odd years, yeah. dude. And she went around her life with those crazy fucking eyes every day. Yeah. Just knowing she fucking shot her lover's wife to death. Yeah. And that is my creep. Very good, Vinny. At what point... Would you have left the country? Because I'm thinking if I get away with murder and now it's a cold case, I'm not going to hang out in that town for the next 20 years waiting for it to come back. There's got to be, for the same reason that, like, your lady just texts her boyfriend instead of doing anything. I think they think there's just, like, a level of cover that comes with the job. Mm, Okay. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's down in the police lately. I see what's going on I'm here, I'm not Vinny. trying to be that guy. Right, riding the I'm, bandwagon. I'm not trying to vote be that guy. Vote for Vinny if Black Lives Matter. I see what you're doing. Somebody please pull that clip of Carl saying, vote for Vinny. Yeah, I need fuck. that. Yeah, you just lost. So that's what everybody in the uh, YouTube is saying. Com- Hold on a second. I, I have a problem with what you just said. What's that? You just lost. That's what everybody in the chat is saying. What did one person or two people say it? Stop it with this shit. Because this is the kind of stuff that you do. You like to plant these little seeds. Oh, this one's over. I got this one. I obviously won. Clear- Clearly. And then notice how I gave it away to you last week when I said, ah, when I gave up. I forgot to mention that this Amber Geiger chick, 31 sure. years old, pretty cute. Pretty cute. 130 pounds. She has uh, nice melons on her, on her chest. Yeah, you're gooing her right now. I am not doing anything. You're trying to remember. If you want to vote, visit thecreepoff.com. Carl, I would really, really enjoy hearing just a little bit of your new album, Baton. Okay. Everybody knows this song. Let's listen to the original track from Nick Bate. Gonna stick it in Anna's butt. Gonna do it in Anna's butt. Yeah, I'm gonna lick Anna's butt. Put my penis into Anna's butt. Butts, butts, butts. That Anna is a lucky lady. Oh, she sure is. So I thought this has 
thrash music written all over it. This has to be a thrash song. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you have a critique for us there, Vinny? Well, you know, Carl, I I was waiting for the butts, butts, butts part, and, yeah. you know, you ended with it, so I, I'm not as upset. Okay, good. Okay. That, that was all right. That was all right. That was all right. I can't wait to hear the whole album. Oh, it's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be we one have, of those we cars. We have a good mix of things. I'm just going to take a – I'm going to pop in the caddy, just pop it and uh, put this in the CD player. Just let it just, just play. Just let it play. Repeat. I'm just going to take a nice long drive out in the country and just listen to this on repeat. Vinny actually does have a CD player in his car, by the way. Vinny does not drive modern vehicles. Correct. In case you were wondering. <laughs> in case you thought that was the joke. It is not. <laughs> Vinny literally will put in a CD in All his right. car. Fine, Carl. Mock me, if you will. You want some voicemails? Let's hear it. All right. Let's see what we got. This is uh, comments on your album, actually. Some people oh. had some thoughts on what you revealed last week. Okay, great. Fuck you, Carl. You outsourced your work on the Nick Bate album. That'd be like if the freaking Vinny was like, yeah, I got the door guy to buy my Stuttering John merch, and he's going to wear it on stage. <laughs> lol, lol, lol. Vinny Winnie, people's champ. <laughs> that guy makes a lot of sense. You don't understand. It's not outsourcing. I, maybe I misspoke. I have a team. I have a team that helps me produce everything that we produce. It's called the Jiggles Department. Croge is on board. We have a lot of people involved. This guy made it just under the 45-second mark. So. Okay. Hey, Carly Poo and Chinny Paulino. This is Crunk Daddy Excuse 68. Me? I have a lot to say, so hopefully I won't go over 45 seconds. Wait, pause it real I quick. I the back catalog. Did he say Chinny Paulino? He did. <laughs> oh, I never thought of that one. Because you're not that funny. I guess not. All right. Sorry. Go back. Even though I've been listening to you guys since day one. And uh, episode 33, the one with Kevin is by far the funniest. You know, and it's the only one that he's been on. So, you know, is that a coincidence? I think not. Two, I know you, you two D-list uh, celebrities don't care about what Orlando is doing with his life. But I'm currently going to school to be an airline pilot. And it made me think about a good good theme for the, for the creep off. You know, creepiest airline pilot. All right. Get her done. Lastly, I watched a 12-hour live stream with, uh, you know, and, you know, whenever Andy was on the screen, my pants got pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just leave that with you guys. All right, call me back. Oh, all right, that call was... Andy gets all of the gay pilots. They... <laughs> the, stewards, the stewards want nothing to do with them, though. Just the pilots. So that did, was uh, Did the you hear now. what just happened to, to you and I, Vinny? We were just promoted to D-list celebrities. I was going to bring that up. That's amazing. I, I'm looking for my Hooray for Hollywood clip, and I just don't have it anymore. Oh, okay. But thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank For you. using our names in the same sentence with celebrities. Very I good. mean, we're no stuttering Johns, but we're just glad to be we're in no, the conversation. We're no Vinny's dogs. Where is that video, by the way? <laughs> Did you ever post that somewhere? It's on my Instagram. It, I, I, don't, I don't follow your Instagram. Can you put it on our website or, or our Twitter or something? I want to see your dogs on uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Fine. Do it. All right. All right. I'll, I'll do it. So uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you want to tell us how great the show is, 
Call us 585-371-8108. Carl, do you think it would be, should we get a review person to read our reviews? Because they're pretty fucking funny. <laughs> oh, we have funny reviews? Yeah, I, we got I've some never funny reviews. I'm not going to read them because I would never do it justice. Okay. But, yeah, let's uh, get a review person who, then. Who, who, who are you thinking? Like, who should we get? Well, there's, um, there's three women I can think of right. who would do that. Right. There's Michelle. Don't know her. There's Teresa. Never heard of her. And there's Casey. I like her. That's <laughs> right. all right. Yeah, if we, if we can get her internet fixed, we could definitely have her read reviews for us. Uh, I don't like the kind of girls you got to put any work or effort into. I'm out. I'm, I'm with you. Maybe that. go with Kevin. We'll call Kevin. <laughs> that, oh, that's a good idea. We could get him to do it in his announcer voice. We would like to read the reviews of the creep off. All right, yeah, let's put Kevin to work. All right. That's a good idea. All right, I'll call him today. Cool. All right, you guys ready for a scum parade? Hold on just a moment. I have something for you, Vinny. So is it chocolates? You came on WATP uh, over a year ago, maybe a couple of years ago now, and we reviewed a show called Red Bar Radio. Do you remember that at all, Vinny? You know, that's the show where the guy did like a five-hour show with his wife every day. Yes. Okay. Mike, it wasn't. I didn't really like it. Mike David and I pointed out that this podcast had a video element to it. And you had a specific opinion. I want to remind everyone that we're on Facebook Live right now. You had a specific opinion about we're on YouTube Live. What I, I said, you, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, YouTube. You're an idiot. It's a it's a video. It's my point. That's the point I'm trying to make. Well, this was your take. I on, did a video show at the time. This is your take on podcasts that have video. So I think that there's a lot of podcasters who have made the terrible decision to add video to their shows yes. because of how like cheap it is to do. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to right. do. It adds a layer of shit to what you're doing. People have, have told us we should do a video cast. Vinny, could you imagine people watching us do this no. right now? A little foreshadowing there. This was uh, this is my take on it. Are you trying to say that we're fickle? This is my yeah, this is my take on it immediately after that conversation. It's it's not entertaining in any single way. Two fat guys sitting around drinking a beer and talking to a microphone. So you we found a way to make that worse. It's just one fat guy <laughs> and stupid you smile talking, drinking yep. a white claw. This is true. That's what the live feed is, folks. This is true. This is why people do not check it out very often. Yeah. Makes but sense. for those of you who do. Oh, Casey's in there. Hi, Casey. Oh, our, re- our future review girl's here? Kevin? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, how's your internet working today? Any better? Obviously, she's watching us. All right, cool. So uh, are you ready for a scum parade, goddammit? I am ready for the scum parade. Well, in the middle of the night and the early morning light, you can see these are creeps from miles away. There might be something wrong with me. What of it? I really do enjoy the Scum Parade. It is the greatest segment in the history of podcasting. I that have jingle say. was way too long. I just went, took a pee break, grabbed a snack. You want to know something interesting about that jingle? What's that? Nobody wanted that jingle but you. True. You were the one who's like, we got to do what I got to the Quiet Riot song, Rock Brigade. We got to do it. Def Leppard. And it works oh, perfect right. for Scum Parade. It's the Rock, watch out for the Rock Brigade. I guess nobody knows that song now. I guess I'm the only one. 
No one else played in an 80s hair metal cover band? You couldn't have outsourced it to somebody who gave a shit? <laughs> All right. All right. I did outsource it, but God. Ah, ah, the truth comes out. We're going to start the Scump Parade down in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Does that sound familiar to you, Carl? It does. It's the home of the happiest place on earth. Not for one Georgia woman who's accused of hiding a loaded gun behind a plant near the entrance to Disney's Magic Kingdom. Marsha Temple was arrested and charged with carrying a concealed weapon on October 8th after Disney workers spotted her hiding her purse near the entrance to the Magic Kingdom. Disney workers alerted security and deputies say they spotted the gun as they opened the purse to try to determine who owned it. The 9mm gun was loaded with 10 bullets, including one in the chamber. She's ready to do some business there. According to the reports, as the deputy was looking at the purse, Temple walked over and claimed ownership. The, de- the deputy asked her why she had a loaded gun at Disney, and she said... Her six-year-old son was supposed to be watching it for her. Yeah. That six-year-old, by the way, Vinny, has a lot of responsibilities. He's also supposed to be watching her grow operation, the Ponzi (laughs) scheme she started. He's raising pit bulls for the dogfighting ring. That kid's doing everything. I'm telling you, this kid's got a lot of responsibilities, and all he wanted to have is one day off at Disney. Right. So he wasn't paying attention to the gun. So... She said, I'm unsure why he put it over there behind the plant. Like, she totally blamed her six-year-old She kid. said that the six-year-old put the gun in her purse because he was in charge of watching it, and she didn't know why she put it. he put it in her purse. She was just leaving her purse there, as a person always does when you walk into Disney. Put your personal belongings and hide them somewhere. He's supposed to have it in his diaper. Right. I told him he's supposed to keep it in there in case <laughs> shit goes down. Yes. In case Goofy starts acting goofy, I'm going to put a hole in his ass. People suck at lying. They really do just suck at it. Do they really? Yeah. This lady lied all about her child and this gun. And I don't know the true story. All we know is that this woman, either she's lying or she legitimately thinks her kid fucked up. Because she walked up to the cops. You have to have a lot of balls to walk up to the cops and go, oh, that's mine. My stupid (laughs) kid was supposed to watch it. I guess so. This woman obviously spends way too much time on her appearance, too. Did you see the picture of her? She looked good. It must take her at least three hours to get ready to go to Disney. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, Marsha Temple. Okay. From the happiest place on earth. We're going to head down to Duncan, South Carolina. Carl, did you see the mugshot associated with this picture? I sure did. This How? person um, got beat up a little bit. He got his ass It's like an beat. old blanket party was going on. Well... Duncan police arrested a North Carolina sex offender on drug and voyeurism charges after he was allegedly caught in a woman's restroom Sunday morning. According to Duncan police chief Carl Long, a 15-year-old girl claims that a man identified as 53-year-old Douglas Lane was looking at her while she was in the woman's bathroom at Cracker Barrel. Now, if there's one thing I could think of that I'm not into, it's smelling girls' fucking cornbread farts and shits in a bathroom in a Cracker Barrel. I mean, it's fucking all grits and dumplings and ugh. Yeah, I, I never understood the watch girls pee thing. It, it's never been a turn on for me. Well, I really do like this part of the story. She said she was just sitting there doing her business when she noticed something moving at her feet and realized it was a man's head coming from the stall behind, besides her. Like a fucking guy who's working on a car. Like he's got one of those things he just slides. Yes, I know. That's the thing. Like, this guy's never heard of a mirror. He actually shoved his entire head underneath the stall. And listen, I'm a big guy, but I don't know a lot of like full-grown adult men who could fit on the floor of the the stall to stick your head under. That's like 
Number one, you're on the bathroom floor. Ugh. This is a man who has tried this. I can tell just by the way you're describing it. There's it's a lot of mechanics difficult. people don't take account for. It's very difficult to get your head under there. That's all I'm saying. It's like a grown-ass man is going to have a hard time getting his head under a bathroom Well, this stall. guy figured it out. He certainly Doug did. Douglas figured it out. Well, the girl ran out of the restroom, told her father, got the uh, they got a female employee to go into the bathroom, and sure enough, this fucking guy was in there, and he tried to run out as quick as he could. When he tried to get away... There were other fathers who were there at the restaurant with their families, and they had the uh, alleged blanket party in the parking lot while waiting for the police. Talk about a bad first impression with a girl's father. If this relationship's ever going to work, it's going to take a long time to win back that father's love. Don't you think? Listen, when you court a woman, there's an art to it. There's an art to it. You got to get the <laughs> family flowers. on board. Yes, you want the family to like you. Now, like this guy, if he had just popped under there and handed her some chocolates and some flowers or something, yeah. kind of nice. Who hasn't done that? Now we're going to head down to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania State Police say a 53-year-old man dependent on his wife was covered in cat litter instead of being properly cared for. I'm thinking this is going to be my future. <laughs> can see that like i just have a feeling that at some point my wife is no longer gonna abide my bullshit yeah and i'm gonna be too big and fucking fat like i would be like bart simpson and that thing i wash myself with a rag on a stick yeah and she's gonna fucking just throw kitty litter down for me so you think it's gonna happen in the next couple of days a week or two how long is it gonna take i think i can make it through 20 2021 okay we'll see Good start of 2022 uh please say david magia was brought to the Geisberg CMC hospital with a broken bones and covered in his own feces, urine, and cat litter in September. He also had a large rotting sore on his back that a nurse described as so deep it almost left his spine visible. A rotting sore. Yes, that you could see his spine in. Gross. Yeah. Uh, he'd also been reportedly been struck by an ATV in August. So this guy's a stroke victim. Wait, where was the ATV? In the kitchen? He was, the house. he was outside in August. He was outside in August. I can see the wife driving the ATV through the house just to hit this guy. So, yeah, I guess he got hurt in August, and he was basically bedridden. He had already had a stroke, and his wife was supposed to be taking care of him. Yeah. Officials said he had recently fallen onto the floor where he remained for weeks and days until paramedics took him from the home. Paramedics responded to a call about a patient with hip pain and found human waste and garbage inside the home, and the victim was on the found on the floor covered in cat litter and a sheet. So there's he's pissing and shitting all over the cat litter, and she threw a sheet over him. Right, but That'll she put the cat litter down because he was shitting, though. Yes. I think I think there's a statement in there from her, right? Yes. Yeah, what did she say? This is, this is hilarious. She put the cat litter around him because he was defecating on himself and yeah. had become impossible to care for, and he was, quote, Ruining the house. Yeah, so she's just getting frustrated with this guy. He's like, you fucking asshole. And just throws cat litter on him. Yeah. And a sheet. What do you think this house smelled like when the people entered it to, to find this scene? Well, one thing I've noticed is anybody who's ever owned a cat will tell you your house doesn't smell right. I'd rather shove my nose in one of Stuttering John's hiking boots than to smell what was going on inside this house. That's really sick. <laughs> it's got to be terrible. That's really sick. Uh, she is now facing several charges. The wife, Catherine, felony neglect of a care-dependent Las Vegas. Did you see the mugshot for this motherfucker, Carl? I most certainly did. It looked like he was being restrained. This looked like Clockwork Orange, yes. where they had the fucking guy in the chair. Yeah. This motherfucker. Wow. Clarence Edward Martin. Sometime after 1 a.m., Nicole Poole, the mother of his two-month-old baby... 
took the baby into the living room and sat down on the couch next to the front door of their apartment. Police say Martin walked over, pulled the baby out of her hands, and stepped out of the apartment onto the landing outside of their place. So he's just, here, I'll hold the baby. I don't think that's how that went down, but go ahead. <laughs> well, it says she sat there. She, she, he pulled the baby out of her arms. It Correct. wasn't like an exchange, a handoff. Seconds later, he stepped back into the apartment <laughs> and did not have the baby. Yeah. So I don't know if he was maybe going for a magic trick. Ta-da! <laughs> pulls he pulls the baby out from behind her ear. Oh, there it is. No, it's not where the baby uh, was. That's not what happened. No, it's not where the baby was. Uh, when he walked back into the apartment, didn't have the baby. Poole said she ran outside and found the baby lying on the ground in the parking lot area. Investigators determined that the baby was thrown 22 and a half feet from a height of nearly 15 feet. 22 and a half feet. Do the Dallas Cowboys know about this guy? They might want to give him a look. They need somebody. If you can throw a baby over 22 feet, that's a pretty good arm. I mean, this guy's no Josh Allen, but I mean, Josh ah. Allen could throw the kid out of the stadium. Oh, God. Have you ever seen Josh Allen throw a baby? He's the best. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's the best at it. The greatest baby thrower. And he'll run away from you, too, if you try to catch him. The child was one month and 29 days old. He was 15 feet up in the air. Like, he wasn't yeah. on the first floor of it. It's a second-story balcony. The kids should be able to survive that, So, like, right? it's not like he threw the kid 22 and a half feet from standing on the ground. He had some height. Yeah, but still. That adds to the distance. But still, this kid's fine, right? It's no, baby's story. dead. What? Baby's absolutely dead. Oh, come on. Dead. You can't absolutely survive dead. a second-story drop? Come on. Eh, well. It's, that's not good. As Martin fled, a downstairs neighbor heard him saying, Bird, motherfucker, bird! Yeah. Like, I'm just hearing in my head. Do you remember, uh, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Anderson and uh, Harold and Kumar when he just starts trying to, like, he's burning down. Burn this motherfucker down! Yes, this guy he's going crazy. is going nuts at this yeah. point. That's, that's why I don't think it was just an easy exchange of this baby. He's pissing his girlfriend. I like to think that him. it started off very peaceful. <laughs> you think it was very calm at yeah. 1 a.m.? Yeah. All right. So he's screaming, bird, motherfucker, bird, this is what you get for cheating on me. Yep. Martin had allegedly started a fire in the apartment. Seven other apartments were evacuated, and firefighters found a poodle dead inside of a cage in their apartment as well. That sucks. Now, they didn't say if the poodle died just in the cage, if these were fucking assholes who neglected this animal. I mean, they weren't very good parents. I can't imagine they were very good dog owners either. Yeah, but typically, if a, a dog is dead in your apartment, you take it out at some point. I'm guessing that it died of like smoke inhalation or something like that. Yeah. You don't just live with a dead poodle. That's not a fun thing either. Yeah, we also don't throw children off balconies. I don't. And by the way, I personally did you see don't. the I sent you when I sent you the email for this, I said, what is it with people throwing babies? It seems to be going It's on becoming more and more, more, and more popular. I it think is. it might like there might be like a fucking TikTok channel. Oh my god, I just had shit. an idea. What's that? Video game. Baby throwing. Baby thrower. You think we and, can get Josh Allen to endorse it? It's very popular. And now we'll find an outlet that people can throw babies who are crying and are annoying and maybe their their mom's cheating on you. I don't know. Whatever the scenario might be. And then you just got to chuck the baby. I'm thinking like 8-bit graphics. And it's just you try to throw it as far as you can. <laughs> like yes. I can already hear it. It's going to yes. be great. This is a good. All right. I'm on to something. I shouldn't have said this on the show. Cut all this out. I want to make a million dollars off of this idea. Carl, I own half. Oh, fuck. Martin, 32, fled in a white 2015 Mercedes-Benz that was involved in several crashes before he was eventually arrested. <laughs> this, for- guy, this guy is on. This guy's a lunatic. Yeah. He thinks he's going to get away. And this is my favorite. Read the rest of this. This is amazing. 
He was eventually arrested for entering a secure area of McCarran International Airport less than an hour after the initial call to the police. Authorities arrested Martin after he crawled into a restricted area of the airport by going through a baggage conveyor. This is amazing. This is the kind of shit you make movies about. And I know this guy's an asshole, but... This guy's amazing. He jumps onto one of those baggage conveyors in order to get into an area where they can't find him in the airport. Right. I would have never thought of that. Well, they caught him outside of a building near the tarmac after an American Airlines worker saw him. He was booked on felony charges of murder and first degree arson. Do you think he was just going to hop on an airplane and get out of there? I love that his idea was, I'll just go to the airport and I'll just get out of town. Catch me if you can, must have been on fucking cable that yeah, night or something. seriously. I can't think of a place that has more security and police presence than an airport. If you're trying to escape from police, airport's not the place to go. Not even a little but bit. But he, he gave it a college try though, man. He did better he than creative. most. He, he was creative than most. with it. Yep. He's like, ah, should I go through the TSA? No, that's probably not a great idea. Oh, conveyor belt. That's it. Here's my ticket. They had the guy five bucks to hop on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to get you far after you threw a baby. Five bucks. That's awesome. You never saw me meet Mr. Lincoln. All right, Carl, that is the end of this week's Scum Parade. Thank you, everybody, for joining us in the live feed. And thank you for downloading and listening and telling a friend and all that shit. Uh, leave and, a and review. reviews. Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, leave a review. Uh, make them funny. Five stars, if you don't mind. Please. And uh, we'll have Kevin read them. Hopefully starting next week. That'll I, be fun. I love it. He'll do as he's told, right? If we call Kevin and be like, I need you to record these. The only thing he ever said no to me about was, can we continue doing WATP together? That was the one thing. <laughs> no. no. But everything else, he's usually pretty. Do you, do you feel okay with letting him get this close to you again? <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to hurt me again, Vinny. I can't take it. Do you think he'd do it as Cobra Commander? Of do you course. think we'd get him to do Cobra Commander? I'm telling you, there's nothing he says no to. We're right. going to do it. We're going to call him right after this. He does some other good voices, too. Let's not let's not sleep on some of the other impressions. Maybe we should does. just have him do whatever impression he feels yeah. that week. Yeah, I guess it depends on who the reviewer is and what the review is as far as what voice he should read. I feel like we should let an artist be an artist. Yes, give him some creative license and let him do it. I love this idea. I'm on board. So, folks, until next time, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia! Ooh, hit the lady. What is your favorite hole? It's the creep off. You fucking know all about this shit. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Are you dumb, stupid, or dumb, huh? I mean, this guy was a real jerk.